0: Welcome to episode 9 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony.
1: And I'm Ashton.
0: Father, son, fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 9, Can Canada Sport a New Generation of Young Stars? Classes in session with our special guest insider and a longtime chum. What's your favorite hockey nickname? We'll go Ruth Daddy and Sid the Kid for a fun face-off of Real Buttes. Ready for some sports animal magnetism? Hear us roar with our top selections for animal-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on Episode 9 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums, our personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on Episode 9 of the Champs and Chums Podcast. Thanks
1: Thanks for listening. listening!
0: Welcome back to Champs and Chums, episode 9. We're so glad that you're with us, Uh, Ashton. Boy, it's been a beautiful, beautiful last few days as we've been recording here. It is lovely May weather, um, and we've had a chance to get out a little little bit more, and we know everybody's continuing to be healthy and safe, of course, practicing their physical distancing, but it's kind of great to get out a bit more now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it sure is. And then um, why don't you tell the listeners at home a little bit more about... Uh, we've been doing uh, our part because on uh, the last few episodes, we're saying we're still going to stay active. We're still going to do fun activities together as a father, as a son, and as a family. But we, um, we've we been doing some fun activities together. Now, namely, they have sports written all over it. Why don't you tell the listeners at home a bit about the basketball challenge that we did on Facebook Live?
1: So the basketball challenge we did was basically, um, so first for the challenge, um, we thought about what we were going to shoot from and what we would name them and what we would put down for the obstacles. And then, um, my, um, then my dad sent out this vote thingy on, I'm sure it's a social media.
0: Well, and that vote thingy was pretty decisive. Because hands down, the bet, the betting line was all on you to win it, and and you, you, you skunked me, son. I mean, it was. What was the final score of our basketball challenge?
1: Seven to four.
0: Seven to four, resounding victory by son over father. But I tell you, I want a rematch. I want a rematch, and I think there's going to be maybe some other sports we can do. have a little fun and and keep active during this uh still challenging time for everybody so we hope everybody's doing healthy and well now as part of that Ashton though you were you did this as part of a passion project why don't you tell the listeners at home a little bit about that
1: so while we're at home and we're doing virtual school my um whole school is doing passion projects before I before I wanted to do Score 60 baskets, but not in a row in my basketball net outside. But um, my, um, my passion now was to beat my dad in the basketball challenge, and I did it.
0: You sure did. And we talked a lot about on Champs and Chums the uh, having that passion and doing big th- things and, and reaching those goals. And you did it, my friend. You beat dad in a basketball challenge. Now, we did another fun activity as well. too. Tell the uh, fans at home a little bit about. Uh, we actually did the fun game of hockey out there last weekend.
1: Yep, we did our um, episode nine promo. Um, we did. It's a hockey theme, and we did it on our driveway. So. And that's we, right. After we did the segment, we did the. Um, we played a bit of hockey. Well,
0: that's right, and isn't it a great stick handle? because we're going to segue now to a special guest that's on the line. I really think everybody that we, uh, Ashton, you and I, we hit it out of the park, pun intended, if you will, with our next uh, guest. Uh, He's been a longtime chum of mine, Ashton. Um, You know, when I think about the... uh, The good values and the good graces about what Champs and Chums is. We've talked about sports life and friendship and uh, our special guest, Insider, has certainly um, uh, been just a a great model and example of that to me. I've known him for 24 plus years, Ashton, and um, you know where I met him, Ashton, is where his amazing career in sports communications all started. He worked, as I've told you before, and for the listeners at home, 27-plus years with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He worked and headed up the media and public relations for the club, and he starred in other public relations roles in professional and amateur sports, including uh, U Sports, the university sports level, and now his current role leading up the marketing and communications for OFSA. That's the Ontario Federation School Athletic Associations, and I'm pleased to be joined by a chum. I told you we knocked it out of the park, Ashton, because joining us live on episode nine of Champs and Chums is my chum, your chum, a lot of people's chum, Pat Park. Pat, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. It's great to be on with the Alfreds on the big podcast.
0: Oh, so great to have you, Park. See, uh, you know, uh, I've been you know, we've all, and first of all, how's the family doing? Everybody doing okay? Everybody healthy? How's everything in lovely Aurora?
2: Yeah, I think we're doing okay. We're doing our part. We're, uh, quarantining for the most part besides the, uh, drug store and the grocery store. But, uh, it's certainly nice that the weather has made a turn for the better. I think and we can get outside this weekend more than we're used to. And, uh, overall we're doing pretty good. Thanks.
0: Oh, that's great to hear, Parksy. And, uh, you know, Ashton, like I said, uh, 24 years I've known this chum on the line with us. And uh, we we met through that legendary club, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And, Parks, you know, I, uh, during this uh, COVID period, I've been watching some of those classic Leaf ones. And uh, there it was, that uh, memorable 99 playoff run with Pat Quinn and the rest of that great crew. And, you know, it just sort of brought me back to that time we were there and uh, when... when uh, Valk scored that goal. It was uh, just such a, such a great moment. Uh, do you remember that uh, well? And wh- what were you feeling? You yeah. probably have tons of memories, but that one I remember the yeah, most. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, I was fortunate to be with the team when we got to four conference championships. We never did make it to the final, but they're all uh, memorable in their own way. And 1999 was uh, no different. Uh, I, was, I was with Anthony. On the road in Philadelphia, when uh, the Leafs got rid of the Flyers on the road, one nothing. I remember me and Anthony heading down to the, to the uh, rink level from the press box with a couple of minutes left, and the score was 0-0, and by the time we got off the elevator, uh, we had a one nothing lead. I think it was Sergey Bears and got the big goal that stood up as the winner, so... I remember celebrating with Anthony yeah. and uh, we got, we got a big guy uh, group hug with Ty Domi at the bench when the series handshakes were going on. So yeah. that's the stuff that you remember all those, uh, uh, up close moments. And, uh, it was great to share them with Anthony. That's for sure.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Parksy. It brings me right back. And, uh, do you remember
2: that the Domi, uh, I do,
0: hug? I do. And I, I uh, remember, uh, geez, I, I don't think I've, uh, Ever hugger, hugged a chum as stronger as I did with you after that big, uh, big goal by Sergey, and uh, you know it—it's um, just a real proof positive of you know how sports, life, and friendship—it just really brings it together. And hard to believe, parksy that's like uh, north of like 20, 23 years ago now, or twenty-two yeah, years ago. Yeah, but
2: it's been fun watching the games. I don't watch the recent stuff, like from the last five or ten years. Uh, I'm an old guy, so I like to watch the stuff from the 90s, and and uh, those really bring back a flood of memories. Um, the quality of play is a lot different. the Announcing is different. But uh, it all comes back when you see the games uh, rebroadcast on TSN or Sportsnet.
0: Yeah, I know. It puts it and brings it to life even more. So, uh, well, great to have you join us. So, Chums, it is now time for Father-Son Free-For-All Round 1. And Ashton, as I mentioned to you, uh, you know, Pat uh, has a decorated career uh, in sports communications and uh, pro sports and amateur sports and his current work with the Ontario Federation of School Athletic Associations Office. So uh, he's a great person, Ashton, that we have uh, for episode nine to talk to us a little bit more about kids and sports. And so chums, uh, father, son, free for all, round one, can Canada sport? A new generation of young stars. So, Parksy, just to uh, open up this uh, good father-son fun talk, um, wanted to, if you can, let the listeners at home uh, know a little bit more about the great work that you're doing and what OFS is doing to support uh, young athletes.
2: Well, OFSA uh, oversees all of the uh, high school championships in Ontario. So that's that's about 20 sports. You're talking soccer, rugby, cross-country, track and field, football, baseball. So the list goes on, and there's 20 of those. And the championships are what we oversee. So we uh, have a committee in each of the cities that is hosting. So you might have an event happening in Ottawa. You might have an event in Windsor, Sault Ste. Marie, right across the province. And those are volunteer conveners that run the actual events. But we uh, provide the framework and the support those volunteer conveners to host teams from around the province to compete in those championships. Uh, so it's very rewarding to um, attend the odd championship and to see the, the best that the province has to offer in certain sports. And uh, one thing I should tell you is that uh, OFSA through the Ministry of Education, um, they provide uh, grants of up to $700 to 125 high schools to implement their own uh, athletic activity within their own school. So with the grant, uh, the schools uh, put together a committee of students that oversee the leadership and the uh, actual execution of the event. So it could be spike ball that they get get going. It could be archery, arm wrestling, ultimate frisbee, cricket, you name it. So that's one great way that at the grassroots level, uh, OFSA provides opportunities for for uh schools and their students to, to run a program in their school. So oh, that... We're we're quite we're quite proud of that. It's called the OFSA Tri Day program.
0: The Offsa Tri Day program sounds like a tremendous pro uh, program, uh Parksy. You know, it brings together uh you know, uh, government support, it goes right into the community and, uh, some of the great work that, uh, that office is doing to convene all that. Um, you know, uh, you've got two, uh, two grown kids yourself and, and, and they've become student athletes and, 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 uh, done great things. I yep. mean, yep. what's, um, you know, you've had a chance to talk to some student athletes. I mean, how, um, how big is sport on their mind and, uh, you know, what are some of the things that uh, they think of? Uh, you know, technology is one thing, and Ashton's going to talk a bit about that in a sec, but um, what, do you, what are you hearing from some of the young people when they think about sports in, in this day and age?
2: Well, it's all about physical and men- mental well-being in today's age. Um, I think physical activity and being a part of sports is a great thing element to just their own development, right? It uh, keeps them out of trouble. It keeps them uh, involved in the framework of a team. And for those individual sports, like cross-country or swimming or wrestling, it allows them to set goals. Um, And for each year that they're in high school, they might want to improve on the year before and take it to the next level. so it's all about relationships with their fellow teammates, and it's about goal-setting. And uh, what we like to think is, is that um, it's, it's educational, too. It's, the motto for OFSA is uh, education through school sport. So you learn a lot of life lessons by getting active and trying out for teams and, and being a good team member on these teams. So it's, it's uh, very beneficial to high school kids as we all know
0: it's champs and chums episode nine uh it's anthony and ashton with our special guest our special chum uh pat park and uh we're talking about in our father son free for all round one kids in sports ashton i think you had a question about technology uh and uh with uh, with for pat go right ahead
1: how can kids get off of technology and um stay active
2: how can they get off of technology? Yeah, that might be
0: challenging, Parksy, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I know. I have <laughs> two kids and they love their phones. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but it's a good diversion. I mean, you don't want to be looking at a screen all day, whether it's TV or an iPad or a, a phone. Um and that's the challenge it's getting kids to participate and driving up participation rates in all these sports in high school uh it's a challenge that we face right it's uh kids don't play uh like they used to you know 20 30 years ago it's, technology has played an important role in people's day-to-day lives but uh we battle that dilemma or problem every day ashton about how do we get kids active and uh it's programs like the tri-day program like i just spoke about that uh hopefully can lead us in that direction yeah you're so... good question good question it's a tough one
0: hey ashton a marks for you triple a uh, parks he just said great question so but you know what guys uh, you're right i mean it is, a, it is a difficult challenge with, you know, we're all immersed in technology, uh, you know, our lives, you know, to some extent, it, it seems to be uh, the master of it, but, uh, you know, through the good work of uh, associations and organizations like OFSA, it's really, as you were saying, Parksy, uh, earlier on about um, really coming back to those uh, classics, you know, the importance of teamwork, those soft skills that you learn being part of a team and that element of competition and uh making that next step uh, it, it's such an important point um good stuff um Ashton you had a question I think about parents? parents
1: yeah how can parents play a role to keep their kids active
2: uh well they need to keep encouraging their their children um I like what Anthony's done at your house. He's buying the basketball net and having you school him on the basketball court. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's always uh, great steps for parents to do. Um, parents should promote the fact that um, OFSA does provide scholarships to students. So if they want to keep going in school at the next level, after high school, there's, there's a host of scholarships, and uh, that's where the student can get money from OFSA in order to go to, to school. So that helps with their housing and their tuition, and uh, that's an incentive for parents as well, is to uh, encourage and to promote the fact that there are opportunities through, through school sport and sport in general.
0: Well that's a, that's a, an excellent point Parksy because you know in many cases i mean uh it's very difficult right i mean uh you know the economy and uh you know every family has to make ends meet uh, let alone trying to uh introduce their kids to new sports and it's always a dollars and cents conversation too so uh yeah these kind of community grassroots programs that offices... uh uh, introduced and uh, run in communities is a great way to make it turnkey and uh, ease the burden a bit uh, for for um, for some
2: of the families. Yeah, we think so. it's, it's a great way to help.
0: That's great. And, uh, just one more question before we end father, son, free for all round one, kids in sports. So, uh, uh, Ashton, you know, uh, Pat's done uh, a lot of great things on the marketing communication side since, uh, joining and representing and leading the, uh, marketing communications for, uh, OFSA. And one of them, in fact, uh, is, is the podcast and you've listened to some of the epi- episodes that Pat has done, but, uh, for the listeners at home, uh, Uh, Parksey, you've gotten into the podcasting world in a very big way. In fact, you've had some very big guests. Uh, Your first one was James Duthie, the James Duthie from TSN, but uh, (laughs) love to hear a bit about um, uh, more about the podcast, the goals of that, uh, to to really help uh, raise awareness for the importance of kids in sports.
2: Well, that's just it. It's all about raising awareness and getting the good word out. And uh, so our audience is high school teachers uh coaches coaches in general and student athletes so we started up a monthly podcast back in january uh so the next one will be our sixth one to come out but uh it's we want coaches to listen high school teacher coaches to listen and we want to appeal also to the to the student the, the kids as well So, yeah, we've had some good guests. Uh, James Duffy was our first one. He's got a lot of fans on TSN, and we've had Jerry D. He's the host of Family Feud Canada. And uh, we've had Roy Rana, who's an assistant coach with the Sacramento Kings. But before that, he was a longtime high school basketball coach in Toronto and a very successful one at that and uh so we're always looking for good guests maybe penny Alexiak will be kind enough to join us on a future one she's a great olympic swimmer that won a bunch of off medals so we've got her on our radar and it's been a lot of fun it's been a learning experience for me but uh it's a good way to to get the word out
0: oh that's great Parsi. uh kudos to you and the and the team uh for uh, bringing that to life. Uh, what a great way to, uh, to use podcasts, uh, you know, to, to, reach a, to reach an audience. And we all know that uh, millennials, young people, uh, that's kind of the way that uh, they're, they're bringing oh, content yeah. to them, right? I mean, those traditional days uh, of radio, while they're still around and important, I mean, I guess uh, certainly with uh, your organization and their ambition, I mean, doing podcasts, I'm sure, is a great way to reach them.
2: Andre de is another one. He was a great high school sprinter, and people know who he is, so maybe we'll get him on one coming up here.
0: That's amazing, uh, Andre de And Ashton, you have a little kind of, uh, I guess, a, a couple-up story because uh, your gym teacher actually, uh, did he race with Andre de
1: was it? No, he was a, um, his, his um, roommate in university was Andre de Grasse. Oh,
0: there you go. So ch- oh, okay. There you go. Chum's all around. So, uh, Six we, degrees of separation and, there. That's right. we got and a pipeline gym, here, Parksy.
2: Yeah.
1: And my gym teacher trained um, a bit with Usain Bolt.
2: Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Fastest human on the planet. Fastest,
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, great stories all around, Chum. Thanks. That was a great father-son free-for-all round one. And now we're going to move on to father-son free-for-all round two. And, uh, you know, we've got Triple A around the table here. We've got Double A here behind the mic. And we've got uh, Parksy over in lovely Aurora. It is time. I to say Double P. Double P. Oh, Double P. Well, you know, I've, na- I've called you Parksy for the longest time, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. I figured it was quite um, suited then to have uh, uh, our chums go into Father-Son Free-For-All Round 2 hockey nickname. So, as you know, on this show... We do our, our gold, silver, and bronze ranking. So we're going to start off here on uh, one end of the 905, and then we're going to move over to our chum, Pat, as we announce our gold, silver, bronze for hockey nicknames. Ashton, why don't you announce to the listeners our bronze medal?
1: Our bronze medal is Glenn Healy.
0: Oh, yes, heels. You know, Parksey, okay. he, yes, and you know him very well uh, as well, that he gets the honorary bronze, uh, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Quick story. So as Pat as, as Pat mentioned, uh, we go back to 1996, and so, um, uh, you know, through the great mentorship and leadership, and Ashton, we've talked about in Champs and Chums, you know, you work hard, you be respectful, you do big things, and uh, maybe things will turn out. Um, I uh, was lucky enough, after some time volunteering, as Pat mentioned earlier in the show, to um, land a, a, a full-time position with the Leafs. And so that would have been, Parks, he was a 96, 97.
2: 1996, season. I would say. Wasn't it March of 96, right before the playoffs?
0: Yeah, well, I think it was volunteering then, but it, or it might have been 97, 98 or so. But anyhow, long story short... Heels, Glenn Healy, I was in the dressing room there uh, during one of the uh, practices on an off day, and he says, you know what? You're full-time now. we got to come up with a a nickname for you. And so he (laughs) named me Double A. Oh, did he? He did. So for that, Glenn Healy, Heels, you are Ashton and and I's bronze medal for hockey nicknames. Over to the other end of the 905, it's Parksey with his bronze medal.
2: I'm going to go with Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey.
0: Oh, brilliant.
2: What a nickname that is. This guy won four cups, six hard trophies for most valuable player, and he scored 801 NHL goals. Wow,
0: amazing. Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe Ashton is Pat's bronze medal. For hockey nicknames. Yeah, I mean, you know, Parksy, you would know this better think than Think about I.
2: that, Ashton. 800 goals. That's what do you A think? lot of goals in the driveway just to do, right?
0: <laughs> what do you think about that, Ashton? 800 goals.
1: I've actually never um, heard someone get that much goals before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, probably one of the uh, most complete players in, in, in hockey history. Gordie Howe. Pats, bronze medalist. All right, back here to the other end of the 905 here in lovely Brampton. Ashton, who is our silver medalist?
1: Glenn Resch.
0: Glenn <laughs> Chico Resch. Not Chico and the man. This is, this is Chico Resch, who uh, had a, uh, a great career uh, playing for the New York Islanders, the Colorado Rockies Park New Jersey Devils, Philadelphia Flyers. And you know what? Hall of Fame mustache
2: too, Anthony. Hall of Hall Fame of
0: duster. Fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hall yes. of Fame duster, no doubt. Yes, and uh, he moved on to a great career in um, broadcasting. I think it was um, MSG. Yep. Yeah, so so that's our bronze
2: medal uh, for... Did you ever meet him, Anthony, in your uh, Leaf days? He was a broadcaster, still is, for the Devils.
0: Yeah, you know, I might have. Yeah, I very well might have. That MSG uh, crew, um, uh, yeah, he might have. Mike Emmerich, uh, was he doing the the Rangers at the time? I can't remember.
2: Uh, I think he was maybe the Flyers. He was doing the Flyers. Flyers early, and then he did the Devils later in the 90s. Right. Yeah, so I think he teamed with Chico. Okay.
0: Okay. Well,. Uh, You know, I do remember that, you know, a quick story here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because I got my great chum uh, Pat on the phone, is you remember the uh, radio play-by-play guy for Washington and he always had to uh, lean on a local guy to help him with statistics and you were so kind enough? This would have been back in 98, I think, where I had to to do some statistics for the visiting road, the radio team. Do you remember
2: this? Yeah, I think so. What did he have you do? Keep track of the goals that the Leafs scored? (laughs) Something like that. I think his name
0: was Steve Colby, Parksy. Is that right? Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, he's not there anymore. Uh, I remember him, yeah.
0: Steve Colby.
2: Yeah, I think he left shortly right after you did his stats for him. uh, I think he was... I think he was showing the door. But, uh, <laughs> well, and you uh, know but, how yeah, there's a there's a new guy. His name is me right now. Yeah, but uh, I remember that. Yeah.
0: Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, good stuff, chums. Well, we're going back to uh, the uh, the other end of the 905 for um, uh, for uh, Pat's silver medal on famous hockey nicknames.
2: Well, I'm sticking with that era, Ashton, where there was just six teams in the NHL, not 31 like today. I'm going to go with famous Montreal Canadian, the Rocket, oh, Maurice Marie. Richard.
0: Great selection. Great selection. He won
2: eight, eight Stanley Cups, and he scored only 544 goals. Wow.
0: Only 544. Maurice, the Rocket Richard, Park- Park's, uh yeah, 50-goal scorer only once, right, Parksy? I think it was uh, 44.
2: Uh, I think so. He had 50 goals in 50 games. Yeah. So he set that standard. But when he played from 1942 to 1960, he was the guy that was leading in career goals all the way. So he, Gordie Howe passed him when Gordie Howe got his 545th. But Rocket was kind of the uh, pace car. He was the the gold standard, and Gordy Howe was just right behind because he Gordy Howe started a few years after Maurice did.
0: Oh, that's amazing! You know. Uh Uh, Pat uh, is a sports historian, a hockey historian. He knows his baseball really good. We haven't even brought up any... uh, Well, we'll get to that, actually. I'm going to give him a couple digs on his his baseball We do, we do. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right. So uh, now time to unveil father and son's gold medal selection for hockey nicknames. Ashton, take it away.
1: Our gold medal is Mario Lemieux.
0: Wow, and you know, Lemieux gets our gold, uh, listeners at home, uh, because he actually not only had one nickname, not only two nicknames, in fact, Ash, and I didn't add it to our our, our show prep here, he actually had three nicknames, but you name the first two, and then I'll, I'll name the other one.
1: The first two, the first one is Super Mario, and the second one is the Magnificent One.
0: And then, very cool, very cool. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And then he also had, uh, well, Le Magnifique, Le Magnifique, I guess, if you were to add that third one there too. But no, Super Mario is our choice. Um, I, I believe the only, uh, only person that's uh, won a Stanley Cup as a player... And also as an owner. So he's got his name engraved on Lord Stanley as a player okay. and an owner. And uh, boy, big frame, soft hands, could do it all. And, uh, you know, obviously he went through a, a very challenging time with I- injuries, including, uh, of course, that bout with, uh, with, with Hodgkin's disease. And uh, it was just so... We talked about passion here, chums, on our, on our podcast, Episode 9. And uh, for that... Uh, Mario Lemieux, Super Mario, the magnificent one, is our gold medal for uh, for famous hockey nicknames. Over to Pat with his gold
2: medal. That was a good one, Ashton. Mario would have maybe led the league of nicknames with all those. So that's, yeah. that's a gold medal <laughs> selection there. Yeah. Well, with my pick, my gold medal pick is a lot different than the first two guys I mentioned, Howe and Richard. I'm going to the opposite way. Dave the hammer Schultz. Wow. Wow. I'm getting it was a he was a tough guy for the Flyers, Ashton. But he won two Stanley Cups and it was a big part of how they played as a team. They won the cup in seventy four and seventy five. And he led the league in penalty minutes just about every year that he played. He was a real tough customer that liked to drop the gloves.
0: Yeah. Two thousand two 2,294 penalty minutes. Dave. But check the...
2: the games played. Check the games played. 535 games. Wow. So he, so he averaged about four penalty minutes a game. Wow.
0: <laughs> Those weren't minors, I
2: guess, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, so. He Great. was pretty prolific at sitting in the thin bin.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, uh, Parksy's gold medal to end father son free for all round two. Dave. The Hammer Schultz from the Philadelphia Flyers. Getting scared just talking about it. Okay, chums, we are on the back stretch. It is now time for Father-Son Free-For-All Round 3. And this one was a real fun one. I, uh, Parksey, I hope you had fun doing a little, uh, little bit of fun research about this one. But we are going to talk, uh, ladies and gentlemen, about animal-inspired athlete names. And Ashton, we talked about um, animal-inspired sports teams. I think it would have been maybe episode two or three.
1: I think it was episode eight we talked oh, about Oh,
0: wow. That. Well, we, we might have. We had a, a good chum of uh, both Pat, Pat and I's uh, John Lashway, Lash on that. I'm not sure if we talked about that. We definitely talked about the honey badgers, if that's what you're thinking about. But we were talking about animal-inspired athlete names and we've got our gold, silver, bronze. So we're going to start off with Ashton, then we're going to move to Pat, and then we're going to go to yours truly as we name our animal-inspired athlete names. Ashton, over to you.
1: My bronze medal is Nicholas Bear.
0: Now, why? Oh. Yes. And, Parsi, do you know Nicholas Bear? No, I don't. You got me on that one. Who okay. is he? Okay, so Ashton, take it away and tell our chum who Nicholas Bear is.
1: He is a NBA G League player. He plays for the Raptors Nine Hundred Five. Used to play for Iowa State.
0: Yeah, he okay. used to play for okay. Iowa State. He's a good, uh, good man off the bench, right? He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, and you got his autograph, I think, over at the the Nine Hundred Five game, didn't you, Ashton?
1: Yep, I did.
0: Great stuff. Okay, great stuff. Um, thanks very much for your bronze medal, Ashton. That's Nicholas Bear from the Raptors Nine Hundred Five. Over to our friend Parksy with his bronze medal for animal-inspired athlete
2: names. Well, uh, this person is a former Major League Baseball player and chum Anthony took him in the first round of his <laughs> fantasy draft. With the third pick overall after Alex Rodriguez and Albert Pujols, Anthony took Sean Henn of the New York Yankees, <laughs> cluck cluck, and he was he was the first pick of the AA All Stars in the fantasy draft.
0: <laughs> oh man, now we're going back now. Now you're ripping me for my uh, my fantasy picks. Yes, I did have some some really bad um, fantasy baseball selections. Ashton Pat was uh, knew that, and he had good evidence of that. His bronze medal, Sean Hen. Oh, Ashton, you have a, you have a thought for based
2: on all that stuff.
1: What is um the next um fantasy draft?
2: Well, well, I haven't been in a fantasy draft in a few years. Um, I guess when your dad thinks you're old enough to get into the <laughs> next draft, um, there's always there's always drafts on the internet that you can enter. So I would just talk it over with Anthony, and maybe you guys can combine on a team, and you can help Anthony get out of the last place by joining up with him.
0: (laughs) I need your help, son. And you too, Parksy, for sure. Well, that's uh, uh, Pat's uh, bronze medal for animal-inspired athlete's names. Sean Henn of the New York Yankees. Okay, over to yours truly uh, for my bronze medal. And this is a uh, player that uh, I think I'd left the uh, organization and moved on to auto racing after that. But uh, Parksy would know this uh, gentleman uh, Nathan Parrott.
2: Parks, he was with the team oh, when yeah. there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was there for a couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, yeah. And...
2: Uh, yeah, he liked the physical side of the game. Uh, he could, uh, play, uh, up and down the wing and throw a lot of body checks. Yep, he was the player for
0: us. Yeah, Nathan Parrott, uh, certainly was that, uh, he was a uh, you know a hard-working uh, winger, could drop the gloves. He played for the Nashville Predators, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Dallas Stars. I think he's actually uh, had some boxing uh, skills as well, yeah, too, Parksy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
2: recall seeing that on TV last year. I think he's taken up boxing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my bronze medal, friends, is Nathan Parrott, from formerly of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, Ashton, over to you for your... Uh, silver medal on animal-inspired, uh, athlete names.
1: My silver medal is Mark Lamb.
0: Oh, great selection. And, and Parksy, Mark Lamb, you, you would know him?
2: Yeah, he never played with the Maple Leafs. I, I just know his name. He was with the Oilers for a good number of years. Yeah. But, uh, that's a good choice. I actually had him on my list, but, uh. When you sent around the uh, email, I had to go off the board and, and find another, another player. So you yeah. took my guy, Mark Lamb.
0: Oh, Ashton, you took his guy, but you know what? It's, uh, it's a great dish you made on that because Mark Lamb is uh, Ashton's uh, silver medalist for animal-inspired athlete names. Yeah, uh, Parksey, you're right. He played with the Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, Detroit Red Wings, Ottawa Senators, yeah philadelphia flyers and he uh he ended his uh call of duty with the montreal Canadiens. so that that's uh that's where he was mark lamb ashton silver medalist over to the other end
2: a lot of stickers on that suitcase yeah that's
0: right that's right uh well actually that actually brings up another one there's so many to choose from i mean uh for hockey uh, nicknames gary suitcase smith
2: Oh, there's one. Well, yeah, There we okay. go. Okay.
0: Yep. All right. Well, uh, Dad will get back on track here and get focused. <laughs> we're, now, we're now over to the silver medal for our friend uh, Pat.
2: My pick is a Super Bowl most valuable player. He actually won four Super Bowls for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lynn Swan. Oh, great selection.
0: Great selection. Uh, Great
2: player, great player. Terry Bradshaw was his quarterback. They were a dynamic duo throwing the football for Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Great selection from Pat. Lynn Swan, uh, four-time Super Bowl champion, uh, three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, That's Lynn Swan is Pat's selection for animal-inspired athlete names silver medal. Okay, over to Dad. And uh, my pick actually, you know, and uh, you know, Parksy knows his baseball, but I seem to remember one year in the Maple Leaf Gardens uh, uh, baseball draft, Ashton, that we had. This is going back quite a ways. We used to have it in the hot stove lounge. That uh, Rob Deere was one of Ashton's top, uh, one of uh, P- Parksy's top selections. You know, the guy that hit 207 and, and, and uh, 41 homers, that kind of guy, Parksy? <laughs>
2: But, yeah, he was on my bench most of the time. Uh, he, he was, was a cool, bench but, player yeah. for you. Oh, good stuff. Well, <laughs> he yeah. couldn't crack my starting lineup, but yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Rob Deer is my silver medalist. He played, uh, uh, listeners at home, uh, with the San Francisco Giants, the Milwaukee Brewers. He played for one of Parksy's favorite teams, the Detroit Tigers. Uh, played with the Boston Red Sox, and then he went to Japan, Parksy. So you're right. He probably was on your bench. At one oh. point or another, and uh, he closed did out. He his...
2: inspired. Did, did he inspire the movie Mister Baseball or? No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah, he very well might have. But that's might my have. that's my silver medalist, Rob Deere. Okay, friends, we're now uh, getting into the real, real awards here. It is gold medal time, and it's go time, Ashton. Who is your gold medalist?
1: My gold medalist is Tony Hawk.
0: Wow! Amazing selection. Okay. Now, why why do you like Tony Hawk, Ashton?
1: Because he is a professional skateboarder. He turned into a pro skateboarder in 1982, and he retired in 2003.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tony Hawk, yeah. I
2: mean... That's a big name. That's a big name right there. He's famous.
0: Huge name. I mean, you know, uh, legions of skateboarders or boarders... Uh, we're, we're born with 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 Tony Hawk and uh, you know he he, he he just the notoriety. I mean, like Parks, he like merch, movies. I think he was yeah. into. I mean, so great selection, son. That's He's a
2: pop uh, culture icon,
0: no doubt about it. Tony Hawk is Ashton's animal-inspired athlete name. Over to my uh, chum Pat for his gold medal. Gold medal.
2: Recipient for me is Rick Fox.
0: Oh, great pick.
2: He, he's a former NBA player. He was kind of a role player, not much of a scorer or a dynamic player, but he uh, won three NBA championships with the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, he was born in Toronto in 1969. So he's uh, got Canadian roots.
0: That, that's amazing. Great pick. And he, and he also actually did pretty well. I think his, uh, his, uh, his wife, uh, Vanessa Fox, of many years,
1: no?
2: Yeah, they're divorced now, but oh. yeah, they were a celebrity couple.
0: Oh, that's right. Vanessa yeah. Williams. My apologies. But yeah, they were definitely a power couple. Great selection. Uh, gold medal was um, uh, Rick Fox, Canadian Rick Fox basketball player, Ashton. And now to end this segment... Uh, we have dad's gold medal. And uh, my gold medal is sticking with the hoops, chums. We're going with Larry Bird. That's right. Larry Bird of the the Boston Celtics, uh, NBA All-Star, NBA Most Valuable Player. He was a 12-time NBA All-Star. He went 6th overall in the 1978 uh, NBA Draft. And uh, Larry Bird... Boy, could he could he play, eh, Parksy?
2: Larry Legend. Yeah, yeah, he won multiple Most Valuable Players and multiple uh, three-point shooting contests. You should watch Ashton on YouTube some of the highlights of Larry Bird winning the three-point shooting contest at the All-Star Game. That's he a- was famous for wearing his warm-up jacket. He was so confident. And he basically walked off towards the bench after his last shot, not even looking at the basket because he knew it was going to be him.
0: Oh, Amazing. Great story. Great way to end our father-son free-for-all round three and a great way to end our very, very exciting, informative uh, segment with uh, our great chum, Pat Park. And uh, Ashton, uh, what do you want to say to Pat just before we close our segment?
1: I want to say thank you because I know you're really busy and, um, um, really big thank you because, um, um, I know you are really busy, but, um, now you got really, um, time with us to just, um, do these segments and help us with the segments.
2: Yeah, big help indeed. Yeah, well. No, it's uh, my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's always fun to talk sports and, uh, maybe Ashton I'll meet you at a Brampton beast game or maybe at the Mandarin one night. That's right.
0: That's right. We'll do a nine and diner as they call it, or something like that, Parksy. But yeah, as Ashton mentioned, it's so great to have you on and, uh, so great, good of you to make time, uh, for us. You're a great chum of mine. And, uh, To be able to talk and laugh is every time we seem to get together, whether it be on the phone or in person, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do the in-person stuff sooner rather than later when it's all safe to do that. um, It's it's always fun with you, and uh, thanks for being a great chum.
2: Thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. Stay well, okay?
0: That's great. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on Episode 9.
1: This ends our Father-Son Free-For-All segment. More Father-Son Fun Talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums Podcast.
0: Father-Son Fun Talk. You're listening to Episode 9 of the Champs and Chums Podcast. So glad that you're with us. And Ashton, it is now time for our All Pro Go segment. And for our listeners at home, just a reminder... Our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. And you know what? We talked about a little bit earlier on Episode 9. You and I had a fun stick handle of hockey. You had fun at that, didn't you?
1: Yep, I did.
0: You sure did. And um, we're going to actually spotlight what we played last weekend, and that was ball hockey. So, son, take it away for our All Pro Go Episode 9. It's ball hockey.
1: Ball hockey is a team sport and variation of of the sports ice hockey and a specific variation of the game of ball hockey is patterned after and closely related to ice hockey, except the same Except
0: the game. Yeah. Except
1: the game is played on foot on a non ice surface. Player equipment is different and an orange ball is used instead of a hockey puck. The object the objects of the game is to score more goals than the opposing team by shooting the ball into the opposing net. team's net. Teams consist of 5 runners and one goaltender. The five runners are broken down into positions of the three forwards and two defensemen, right and left. Towards the towards the, the to- forwards are further described by, posi- by posi- position name, left wing, right wing, and center.
0: That's great, son. That's ball hockey. It's all pro go. Thanks for the pass. Dad's going to take it to the net. And uh, yeah, just to uh, finish off on um, uh, ball hockey, it's specifically uh, designed. There's a certain ball, as you mentioned. That's that orange ball, which actually really hurts sometimes as well, too, because your dad did play some ball hockey back in the day. Um, And we have the... International Street and Ball Hockey Federation, that's the worldwide gov- governing body of, uh, of street hockey, and there's many leagues that play. Um, and then there's a version of, uh, of the uh, ball hockey, it's played in a lot of warmer climates, and sometimes it's played in summer months as well too, by um, players of varying age groups. Um, Did you know that the Ball Hockey World Championship is a biannual uh, competition for men and women's national teams? And the first uh, Women's World Championship of Ball Hockey was played in 2007, while the first ever championship was played in 1996 in Bratislava. So that is Ball Hockey. That is our All-Pro Go, and you're listening to Episode 9 of the Champs and Chums Podcast. Episode 9, Champs and Chums. Welcome back to the show. It's Anthony and Ashton, and Ashton, it is now time for our signature segment. It's our Champs and Chums segment, where we salute our stars on and off the field, and we got some real dandies today on episode 9. So uh, for the listeners at home, what we do here is Ashton's going to name his champ, I will name my champ, and we'll equally share the spotlight with our chums for episode 9. So Ashton, you take it away. Who is your champ for episode 9?
1: My champ is Kofi Kingston.
0: Kofi Kingston, you've become quite a wrestling fan, haven't you, right? I mean, that's some great sports entertainment. Why don't you tell the listeners at home, just before we get to your champ, Kofi Kingston, here on Episode 9, why do you love wrestling?
1: Um, I mean, that's really the only thing that's really live, like, really live sports. And, um... Yeah, I really like wrestling now, and, um, I... Probably got into it um when it when um people said there was COVID and you got to stay at home.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? There's uh, not too much on the live sports entertainment dial, but certainly wrestling. And you know, we remember uh, back a few episodes ago when we had our chum Mike and we had his son Grayson join us. There was uh, some great conversation about wrestling, but great to get your insights about that. But let's get back to the. The Matter in Spotlight at Hand its episode 9 Kofi Kingston your champ for episode 9 why is that why is Kofi Kingston your champ
1: Because he is a nine w- nine-time 19-time WWE champion Wow And um, I think he defeated Daniel Bryan for the for a championship and um, he is a New Day member now, and he has won tag team titles with the New Day.
0: That's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen Kofi Kingston play and wrestle, and uh, he's got some great game. You know, he's, uh, he's, uh, there was that one um, show that we saw where his athleticism of basically just moving in a row Rumble. You remember that when he was on the chair and he kind of had to make his way back so he didn't touch his feet? Onto, yep. the, uh, onto the ground, which means you're disqualified in uh, in Royal Rumble. But that was kind of great. So tell the listeners a bit about that.
1: So basically the rules for Royal Rumble is um, basically you're both feet can't touch the floor, but if you have one feet on the floor and one not, you're still not eliminated. But Kofi Kingston, he, he um, someone splatted him, like, um, put him on the announce table and then he asked for the chair and then, um, one of the, um, announcers chair and, um, he gave it to him and then he hopped it back to the ring and it was really, really funny.
0: Yeah. Funny athleticism, all that. So that is Ashton's champ of episode nine, Kofi Kingston. Great selection, son. Okay. Over to dad with my champ of episode nine. And, uh, Boy, when we say shine a spotlight, it does on this champ. And, uh, you know, it's the theme of Pat here on Episode 9 because my champ for Episode 9 is the legendary coach, NHL coach, great inspiration, motivator. It's Pat Quinn, uh, Ashton. And, you know, Pat Quinn, I had the very great fortune... Of, um, of working with Pat Quinn when I was with the Maple Leafs in 99. And, uh, you know, Pat was, uh, he's a menacing figure, uh, you know, a six four and uh, uh, big frame. And uh, he certainly came with uh, a lot of history that the uh, big Irishman and a lot of uh, winning records of doing things that he did in, in Vancouver. Uh, and then he came to the Maple Leafs and boy, oh boy, uh, in that first year, and Parksy and I talked about it in 99 Ashley, You remember that story we were telling you about Gary Valk and Sergey Berezin and that winning goal? That was the first yeah. year of Pat Quinn. And um, he's my champ because um, not only was he a winning NHL head coach, he was an Olympic goal uh, head coach um, on those great teams, the 2002 Winter Olympics. But he just had a way with people. That would put a smart, a sparkle, and a smile, and would motivate and inspire you. And uh, you know, he was uh, he was an educator, a lawyer. He was a great coach. He was well respected. Um, you know, when he spoke, um, people really, really listened because when you got him behind the mic in those media scrums that uh, Parksy and others would remember, his um, vision and perspective of the game and his words went a very, very long way. And um, his integrity in the way that he treated people, he demanded a lot of them, but his integrity and his class and uh, his wisdom is why I select Pat Quinn as my champ of episode nine. And uh, Pat, we, uh, Quinner, we, uh, we miss you. So um, that's my champ, Ashton, for, for episode nine. Over to Sun for your chum of episode nine.
1: My chum for Episode 9 is Serena Bacchus.
0: Oh, what a great selection. Um, kind of a milestone month here in May for uh, for uh, your cousin and my niece Serena. Why don't you tell the listeners at home a little bit about the big milestone that Serena celebrated.
1: Okay, so Serena actually celebrated her sweet 16th birthday. It was... I'm sure a week ago or a few weeks ago,
0: yeah, it was yeah, a great celebration and uh so why why have you selected as Serena as your chum for episode nine? What do you like about Serena?
1: I like that she's passionate in herself um she's really um she's really um like she's really like really really nice especially to me and um her um sister ashley bacchus and um one thing that i like about her she's cheerful
0: oh well that's really nice of you to say uh, ashton you know there's so many things that make up serena and such uh, such a a fantastic person and you've landed some of them, right? You know, she's, she's cheerful and she's very nice and she's smart and she's got an incredible passion and drive to do great things. And so, uh, so glad that you selected for your chum for episode 9, Serena Backus, and happy sweet 16, Serena. Okay, over to Dad for my chum. And like I say, the theme has been Pat. And I'm going to use this pun again. We hit it out of the park because my chum for episode nine is my dear friend, Pat Park, um, who joined us earlier on episode nine. And, uh, you know, Ashton, I I said it uh, uh, earlier, you know, I've known him for 24 years. And I think about the good values about champs and chums, sports life and friendship. And uh, it all lines up like a perfect scorecard uh, with Parksy and I. Um, He's a dear friend um, he's a mentor, he's, uh, been in with me and, uh, experienced some of the wins in my life, some of the losses and some of the ties, uh, but he's always been there. And, uh, I so appreciate that. Uh, every time we, uh, we get together, uh, us chums, we, uh, we always have a great laugh and, um, you know, and especially in a time like now, like COVID, it was so special to have Parksy join us on episode nine and share some of the great reasons why I've selected Pat Park as my chum of Episode 9. Good stuff, everybody. It's been a lot of fun in Episode 9, and we're not done yet. You're listening to Episode 9 of the Champs and Chums Podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Ashton, it is that time to close the show on Episode 9, but boy, oh boy... It was an all-star show indeed. Uh, We learn lots, we laugh lots, but as I always do to close the show, I wanted to ask you, what have you learned on Episode 9?
1: Lots of supports help kids get active.
0: Yeah, you're right. We talked about all the supports in place for kids in sports, those that are looking at things competitively, and those are looking just to try a program. And we were so um, lucky and fortunate to have our our great chum, Pat Park, who's doing some great work on the marketing communications uh, side, and the team over there at OFSA who are introducing and making sport a bit more easier for kids to pick up. And um, it was just great having uh, Pat on the show, wasn't it?
1: Yep, it was, and I want to say thank you to Pat. I've know, I know you worked 27. Wow, that is a huge record, and um, and I want to say um, you're a really good chum to my dad. I mean, you're a really good chum to me. You're a really good chum to um me and my dad on this podcast that you, we're doing
0: you, oh did you hit the hat trick there oh wow i couldn't have said it better myself but yeah 27 years a leaf legend he's taken his career and moved it on to some wonderful things in sports communications in the amateur and professional circuit. So uh, yeah, thanks to Pat as well too. He's been great. And uh, we want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who always do such a great job uh, helping us produce the show. And uh, Ashton, why don't you tell the listeners at home uh, some of the platforms that we're on so they can subscribe and listen to us on Champs and Chums
1: iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. Oh
2: wow,
0: that's quite a mouthful for sure. Uh, But those are all the platforms we're on, uh, uh, fans at home. And you can uh, check us out on social at Champs and Chums. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, more information, of course, on our website, champsandchums.com. So, Ashton, we're going to do our signature fist bump right now. It's been a fun episode nine, everybody. And what do we say, Ashton?
1: Cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks Thanks for listening.
2: listening.